0: do whatever you do please for the love of God do not leave planet earth without Jesus because if you do one second after you die you're going to wish that you were never born Jesus is the reason for the season Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3, I tell you the truth. Like Jesus can lie. He's Jesus. He said no one, not one person can see the kingdom of God unless, unless what? He or she is born again. Talking about a spiritual rebirth. And I get it, maybe you came here today to hear a nice, warm, fuzzy message about angels, animals, and baby Jesus being born in a barn. But that's not the full gospel, because baby Jesus was no ordinary baby. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This scripture is the entrance of God into human history. This is literally heaven coming to earth. Verse 14 says, the word became flesh. He became a devouring fire and he made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of what? Grace and Truth, A full measure of both, one without the other, is hypocrisy. John, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, tells us the birth of Jesus started in heaven. God became flesh and he dwelt among us. In other words, eternal God, who has always existed, stepped through the portals of time and became a single cell, an embryo, a newborn baby. Placenta nourished him. His tiny heart divided into chambers. God became one of us. Just one of many prophecies fulfilled from the Old Testament. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Not just created us, not just thinks about us, not just hear us or above us, but God with us. Let that sink into your soul today, no matter where you are. At work, at home, on vacation, or going to a Jaguar football game, wasting your time, He is with you. All you seasoned ticket holders, like, dang. God became one of us. God breathed in the air He created and walked this earth. Invisible, God became visible in the person of Jesus Christ he entered our world not like a human but as a human fully God fully man he felt everything you and I feel he felt weak he felt tired he was afraid of failure he experienced temptation And I get it. For some of you, you would rather keep the humanity out of the incarnation because you think if you can keep him divine, that will keep him distant. That will keep him packaged and predictable. But don't do it. Don't do it. Let him into the mess and the muck of your humanity. Why would I do that, preacher? Why would I do that, Pastor Darrell? Because he will only pull you out of what you let him into. Truth, download this into your heart and soul today. He became one of us so we could become one with Him. I promise when Satan peeked into that stable, he did not see eight-pound, eight six-ounce sweet baby Jesus. Not a chance. He saw an infant warrior that would one day burst from the manger and free humanity from the slavery of sin. On that first Christmas, invisible God put on an earthly suit to inform the forces of hell. I came to planet Earth to turn out the darkness. Come on, church. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 46, I have come as a light, as a light to shine in this dark world so that all, all, Who put their trust in me. You have free will. You have a choice. So that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. And if you are here today and God has pulled you out of darkness, that should excite you. That should pump you up. That's not good enough. We're not at a golf match. Come on. you can get excited at a sorry Jaguars game, you can get excited about Jesus. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, I'm going to let that sit. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In verse 37, Jesus said to Pilate, in fact, for this reason I was born. He's talking about, I was born to die And for this, I came into the world to testify to what? The truth. truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Mm. Jesus said, I came to testify to the truth. In 2021, almost 2022, that's mind-blowing. People can post anything about anybody on social media with no accountability. The concept of fact checking has become a thing of the past. Why? Because truth has become what you make it. Well, preacher, how do I know the truth? Look to Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, I am the truth. I am the truth. This verse forces us to make a decision. Jesus is who he says he is. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, or he's a fraud. Truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. And the benefit of basing your life on the truth, on Jesus, is freedom. It's freedom. Because the Bible says when you know the truth, the truth will do what? It will set you free. Have you been set free today? Have you experienced God's love and grace and mercy and forgiveness? If not, you will be given that opportunity today. Because you cannot have freedom without Jesus in your life. It's impossible. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. (laughs) Do you remember the day that you saw that light? And God drew you to himself. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. What a promise from God. Because look at verse 6 and verse 7. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. God is a Wonderful Counselor. He is a Mighty God. He became one of us. He became entangled in our condition called sin, so it wouldn't have to become our condition. Jesus not only became our darkness, not only became our sin, He came to defeat the darkness and the sin in our lives. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is everlasting Father, which means He is before, above, and beyond time. He is a forever father who understands every question of doubt. He understands every question. He is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is an everlasting father. And he is is the prince of peace. Unto us a child is born. A son is given. I believe with all of my heart. The purpose of Christmas can be summed up in one scripture. There's a lot of scriptures that we could use. But I believe Christmas can be summed up in this one scripture. That all of us know, even if we don't have a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved The world that he what? He gave his one and only son. That whosoever, open invitation, believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave. That he gave his one and only son. That's the purpose of Christmas. Second Corinthians says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Jesus came to reveal who God is and redeem humanity. Something to ponder, something to think about. Let this sink into your soul. You can give. You can be generous without it being attached to love. But you cannot love without it being attached to giving. Stick that in your pipe. Smoke that truth for a while. That's good smoking right there. If you're going to smoke, I mean, smoke the Word of God. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, one of my favorite verses, God demonstrated. He demonstrated His own love for us in this while we were still sinners while we were still sinning christ died for us let that sink into your soul god loved all of humanity knowing some people would never love him back that's unconditional love no matter who you are or what you've done or are doing No matter if you believe in God or not, you cannot go one millisecond of your life without God loving you. You can't do it. God's gift to you is Jesus. But to experience his gift of salvation and forgiveness, you have to receive it. The spirit of Christmas is giving and receiving. God unconditionally loves you. He is the starting point of a new life and a new identity. Ephesians 1 tells us because of his love, his unchanging plan is to adopt us into his own family. How? Through Jesus Christ. In other words, we are not automatically grafted into God's family. The Bible says we are adopted. And how are we adopted? Through J-E-S-U-S. That's it. That's the only way. It's more than just believing. The Bible says the demons believe. It's also about belonging and becoming. Don't miss this today. Everybody is loved by God, but everybody is not a child of God. I'm going to say that again. Everybody is loved by God, but not everybody is a child of God. God never created one person he didn't love, but you have a choice. You have free will. You can receive or reject his free gift of salvation. When I was born physically, I became part of the human race, I became part of the Belar household. I didn't have a choice. But being born again, I had a choice, I had free will. To receive or reject God's gift of salvation. I promise you. God did not sacrifice his son to give you a gift called religion. Not a chance. He came to give you a relationship. Big difference between religion and relationship. The Bible says God's gift of grace is freely given to all who will accept it. Can I read a scripture that we've all heard before? Allow this to resonate in here. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are, what? Healed. Jesus did not come to planet earth to help us save ourselves. He came to save us from ourselves. And I get it. It's easy to get sentimental about the first Christmas and how baby Jesus was born in a manger. But here's the gospel truth. The child in the cradle became the king on the cross who was crushed and crucified for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Jesus is the light of the world, and he came to turn out the darkness in our lives. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, verse 10, It has now been revealed. Through the appearing of our Savior. Who? Jesus. Who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus destroyed death and brought life and immortality through the gospel. Through the good news. And I know that doesn't sound like jingle bells or taste like eggnog. But here's the truth. What began on Christmas Day ended on the cross. Jesus came to planet Earth to turn out the darkness of sin in our lives. To turn out sickness. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Because the manger is an invitation To receive the greatest gift on this side of eternity. And here's the beauty of Christmas and the cross. There is not one person too far from God's forgiveness and grace. There's nothing that you have done or are doing that God cannot forgive. Let's be real. Most Christmas gifts are broken. Gathering dust. Or lost within three months. But God's gift of salvation lasts forever. Because it's eternal. And it can never be lost. 1 Peter 1 4 says, God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. Watch this. It is kept in heaven for you. Pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay we are not good enough to get into heaven we are not good enough it's simply a free gift a gift that must be received through a relationship with Jesus Matthew seven eleven says if you though imperfect and sinful that's all of us know how to give good gifts to your children watch this how much more will your father in heaven Give good gifts to those who ask him. Everything in your life is a gift from God. Your brain, your heartbeat, the air you breathe. But the gift of salvation requires you to ask and receive. Crazy question. If someone offered you a gift of $1 million, would you receive it? That wasn't a trick question. Would you receive it? Yes. Absolutely, preacher. I'm not stupid. <laughs> God freely offers everyone his free gift of salvation, but many never accept it. And I promise you, one million dollars pales in comparison to God's free gift of salvation. Many people never open the greatest gift ever for God so loved the world that he gave his only son for you but you have to receive it and open it would you please bow your head close your eyes just for a moment nothing weird, nothing strange I wonder if this is your moment I believe with all of my heart nobody is here by accident Maybe you've never, ever given your life to Jesus. On the cross, Jesus canceled out every sin in your life, past, present, and future. And here's the good news. You don't have to clean up before you come to Christ. No, sir, Jesus says, come to me and I will clean you up. Jesus did not come into this world to condemn us. He came to cleanse us, the Bible says, from all Unrighteousness from all of our sin. That's why God gave. That's why Christmas exists. Romans 6 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ. One of the hardest things for people to do is accept God's free gift of salvation. Right? Because religion says we have to do. We have to earn our way. But Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It's done. I've done what you cannot do for yourself. The manger invites you, even dares you, to believe that Jesus took your place on the cross. Not to receive God's free gift of eternal life is ludicrous and has eternal implications. This is your opportunity if you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never stepped across the line of faith. Well, how, how do I do that, preacher? How, how do I do that, Pastor Daryl? The Bible says in Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So here's what you do. You just say to God, God, I surrender. I give you my life. I'm yours. I repent of my sins. I invite you to take over my life. I'm yours. I'm no longer mine on this day in December. 2021 I wave the white flag and I give you my heart and my life Jesus if you're here today and you've prayed that prayer if you've said yes to Jesus I want you to find me after today's experience and just tell me Pastor Darrell today I gave my life to Christ today I stepped across the line and experienced the greatest gift that's ever been given. I'll be right down here to my right at the front. Just come up, introduce yourself and say, today I gave my life to Christ. We want to give you a Bible. We want to help you take the next step. Because the journey is just as important as the jump. We want to help you along this thing called the Christian life. Would you all stand to your feet as I pray? And our worship team leads us in one last song. God, we love you. God, we thank you for the word of God. It is alive, it's active. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach the gospel. God, I I stand here as just an ordinary person preaching a gospel that is life-changing. And so I pray today that your words have fallen on good ground. And Father, that you would bring forth a harvest, whether today, next week, or next year. God, I pray that the things of this world, uh, the enemy would not choke it out. But God, that your word, that is flawless, would fall on good ground. Life would be changed forever. God, we love you and praise you. And all God's people said, amen. amen.